Hi, I'm Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh. In over 20 years of practicing both Western medicine and Eastern healing traditions, the most important thing that I've learned is that healing is a journey we take together. So on this podcast, I'll be demystifying Ayurveda and other integrated medicine, showing how these simple ancient practices are the keys to unlocking a healthy modern life. We are all healing catalysts because healing starts within. It starts with you and it starts right now. This is a Soulfire production. Episode number 112. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the Healing Catalyst podcast, the last episode of the year of 2023. Wow, I can't actually believe it's the end of the year, a year that I thought would never end when I was in the midst of my cancer healing journey, a year in which I didn't know how I would get through, how I would continue my work or this podcast or how I'd finish my book or how I'd take care of myself or my family a year that was really, really tough. And even though you'll be hearing this episode at the end of December, I'm recording it on December 7th, just a week after I turned in the manuscript for my second book, which is called The Longevity Formula. I'm so excited to share that. And it will be published next year on December 17th, 2024 by Sounds True Publishing. And by the way, if you want to be the first to hear about all of the things coming with my new book and my new five-week longevity Instagram course that starts in April, make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter. The link to join is in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. Okay. So back to the book that I just turned in a few days ago. You know, I'm so relieved to have handed it in because this second book was even more intense to write than my first book. And I loved it. It was rigorous to write and finish. And I'm so incredibly proud of myself not only because I finished it, but because I finished it despite the really challenging year that I had this year with breast cancer. And for the past seven days, I've been in deep reflection, thinking about the past year and thinking about the future, thinking about what I've learned and what I want to take into the new year. And so as we close out 2023, I want to share my reflections with all of you. One lesson from the last year, one intention for the coming year and a mantra, which I said is my word for 2024. And it's my hope that this is going to help you in some small way. Okay, so let's start with the one lesson from last year. Because I do really think that it's valuable to look back first and reflect before you look forward to what's coming. And the lesson is trust yourself, others, and the divine. So what do I mean? Trust yourself. I mean, trust what you feel inside. Trust your intuition. Even if it's asking others for more information or advice or guidance, trusting your intuition is so important. Whether it's your intuition about your family or about your health or your work or what to eat, trust yourself. This past year, trusting myself when it came to my health and my journey was so important. I found that trusting my intuition about who should be and who should not be on my healing team was so important. I found that trusting my intuition about what treatment to do and what treatment not to do was so important. 
Of course, I gathered all the information and data and the studies, but in the end, I always trusted my intuition, even if it was at odds with the advice that I was getting or the information and data that I was finding. I trusted my intuition. Trust others, trust them to show up for you, allow them to give to you and learn to receive from them. They want to help you. You know, I've talked about this a lot because this was a big lesson for me. I had to learn how to trust others, how to receive from them. You know, I've talked about this on many of the podcast episodes, including the podcast episode from last March when I told all of you about the breast cancer diagnosis. That's linked in the show notes if you haven't listened and you want to listen to it. This idea of trusting others and allowing myself to receive has probably been one of the most profound lessons I've learned this year. You know, I had to really trust my team, my family, my friends, my community, even my healing team, the doctors that I chose, which meant I had to give up control, which was really, really hard for me. Now, I don't think it's a bad thing to want to control things. I actually think that that part of our personalities, of my personality, helps us achieve things. It's really helped me achieve so much in my life. And I also know that wanting to control everything has not helped me all the time. Trying to control everything this past year and doing things all by myself just wasn't going to work. I had to allow others to give to me and I had to allow myself to receive from them, which meant that I couldn't control everything. I had to trust that I could give that control to others. For example, at home, I let go of trying to control how things were done, you know, or when they were done at home. I couldn't do the laundry or go to the grocery store or empty the dishwasher or tidy because most days I was too tired and weak to even get out of bed. So I had to allow others to do things for me and to help me and to do things their way, not my way. In my work and business, I had to allow my team to step in and take charge of everything that I historically had been doing by myself because I'm so type A and <laughs> control freak from posting on social media to producing this podcast. I had to let go of my perfectionism and allow people to help me and then receive from them. In my healing, I had to allow my healing team to be my doctors. Yes, I trusted my intuition about who to include, but beyond that, I had to allow them to be my providers. And I had to allow myself to be a patient and receive from them. The last part of this is to trust the divine. And what I mean is to trust that there is a force larger than yourself that is looking out for you and working for your highest good. In the first few days and weeks of receiving my diagnosis, I was really, really angry, really pissed off, really scared. And most of you who listen to this podcast regularly know this because I've been really transparent and open and vulnerable about this. And honestly, the only way that I was able to move past the anger and move past the fear and into acceptance was to trust the divine. The only way that I made it through 
through the side effects, through the weakness, through the nausea, through the loss of taste and all the crazy dental issues I had of chemotherapy. And the grief of losing all my hair was by trusting the divine. The only way I made it through the pain of recovering from a bilateral mastectomy and axillary dissection was by trusting the divine. The only way I made it through the skin sensitivity, the rashes, the discomfort and weakness of radiation was by trusting the divine. And the only way that I am making it through every day since ending my treatment and the fear of cancer coming back and returning is by trusting the divine. So one lesson from this year, trust yourself, trust others, and trust the divine. Okay, so now let's look forward with my one intention for the coming year of 2024, which is focus on the journey and the process. Now, this intention asks us to stay present to the moment, to stay in the moment, focused on each step of the journey. You can have a destination, absolutely. But if you're only focused on the end result, you miss the lessons and the beautiful teachers along the way. If I had focused only on the end result that I wanted for the cancer to be gone out of my body, I would have missed all of the lessons along the way. And I would have missed all of the teachers that I met along the way. And I would have stayed in fear and worry. Instead, by focusing on each day, each step, whether it was an appointment that I was going to, the treatment that I was having, the medication that I was taking, the thing I was doing right now, taking a nap or going for a walk or eating something or talking to the person who was visiting me, I stayed focused on the present moment. And because I was present to every moment, I was also so aware of what was happening in the moment. And I could see the signs everywhere. I noticed everything. I noticed the lessons. But more importantly, I noticed the teachers. Whether it was the receptionist that was checking me into the appointment for chemotherapy or the nurse giving me my chemotherapy or my son Zane making me dinner or my daughter Isha watching a funny TV show with me or a friend eating a meal with me, or my husband Kunwar holding my hand to steady me when I was too weak to walk. The teachers were everywhere. And the lessons were so important. And I noticed them because I stayed focused on the process and what was happening in that moment and the journey. If I had only been thinking about the end result that I wanted, I know I would have missed all of the beauty of the processes, of the steps of the journey. So my intention for next year is to focus on the journey and the process. And finally, my one mantra for 2024, my word for the coming year, which is yes. Saying yes to everything without worrying about the how. Saying yes to ourselves means we can say no and requires that we say no to the things that we don't want to do. 
I always say, if it's not a full body, yes, then it's a no. And so my word for the year is yes. And it's because I really want to stay in that place of receiving, of allowing, of taking. And it's not to be selfish, but it's to be fully in the moment. It sort of feels like this word yes actually encompasses both the lesson and the intention, the lesson from this past year and the intention for next year. I feel like it kind of all comes together in this word, this word of yes. Now, I've talked about a decision-making process that I've often used about feeling it in my body. You know, I've talked about this on the podcast and I use it all the time and I can't take credit for it. It's something I learned from my husband. It's something I do multiple times a day. Basically, it's the idea of feeling things in your body. Whenever you're faced with a decision to say yes or no, ask yourself the question and then close your eyes and feel it in your body. If it feels expansive, it's a yes. If it feels contractive, it's a no. What I found is that this approach allows for so much more, for having more fun, for being in the moment. Again, not always worrying about the how, because we get so stuck in that. We are going instead by how it feels in our bodies. And the thing is, you'll know. You know how it feels in your body. You're focused on the yes or no is how it feels in your body. It's not about feeling the how, it's about feeling the yes or the no, right? It's just staying in that place, in that place of allowing. And for me in the coming year, it means practical things like prioritizing myself and my commitments to myself, to me, first on my calendar. Movement, breaks, deep work days, rest, self-care appointments, time to cook, prioritizing my health even more, not just my physical health, but also my emotional, mental, and spiritual health. It means saying yes to those things. It means prioritizing my relationships first on my calendar every week with Kunwar, with Zane, with Isha, with my mom and dad, with my sister and her husband and my niece, with my other brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, my nieces and my nephew, with my cousins and my extended family, with my friends. It means prioritizing travel and other big events and things that I want to do first into my calendar. For me, saying yes means saying yes to myself and to all the experiences that I want to have and all the relationships that I want to nurture first, because then all the work that I want to do in the world, all the impact that I want to have during this lifetime, the fulfillment of my dharma becomes so much more joy filled. It's a way for me to reclaim my joy, as my good friend, Dr. Thamit Sethi would say, a way for me to reclaim my right to joy through rest and fun and meaningful relationships and impactful work and health and vibrancy that I've defined for myself rather than allowing it to be defined by others. 
So my mantra, the one mantra for next year, the word for next year is yes. And so there you have it. My one lesson, my one intention, and my one mantra as we close out 2023 and walk toward the new year of 2024. I know this was a short episode, but it just was something that has been on my heart and that I've really been thinking about and I really wanted to share with all of you. I hope that it helps you and inspires you to take some quiet time for you in these last few days of the year to reflect, to look back and then look forward. And one last thing before we come to the end of this last episode of 2023, the most challenging year of my life. I want to thank each of you for the generosity you've given to me, the kindness you've shown me. I want to thank you for sticking with me and supporting me in my work and staying with this podcast. And most of all, I want to thank you for sending me so much love this past year. It means more to me than I can possibly express. Thank you. I'm sending you so much love and my blessings for good health, peace, and joy in the coming new year. Happy new year from me and my family to you and yours. I'll be back with you in two weeks in 2024. And until then, remember, healing starts with you. Be well. Thanks again for listening to The Healing Catalyst. If you love what you heard, please hit follow and pass it along to a friend. And if you're feeling really inspired, please rate and review so that others can find this podcast more easily. To learn more, head to avantikumarsingh.com. And to connect with me directly, find me on Instagram at avantikumarsingh. I'll be back next week and hope that you will be too. Until then, remember, with the right catalyst, you have the power to activate your own healing because healing starts within.